0: Well, welcome. Really glad you can join us today as we continue this new series that we find ourselves in, and it's a significant series, especially as we are leading into some new ground after this crazy time of COVID, which we're still in. Um, but it's a series that's actually caused us to really go deep into. Think, what's the key core aspect of who we are as a church and what is it we want to see? And it's about disciples who make new disciples, who make new disciples ongoing for generations. And I don't know, there's something about that that excites me. There's something in that for everybody. If you've been a follower of Jesus for many years um, Jesus is not finished with you he wants to grow us and take us deeper for the rest of our lives he wants us to be fruitful in the way that we live if, if this is one of the first times you've checked in to even check out Jesus or a faith space or a church welcome because there's something in this for you too because the invitation is for everybody to connect with Jesus personally we've still been using this tree analogy which is the logo of our church and this tree analogy that kind of um, outlines that there's this trunk and the trunk system is actually what we do together as Coast Community and what that is is we want to create discipleship environments and so that gives us a lens to determine what we want to do and maybe what we don't want to do that doesn't fit with that but that's our responsibility together to create those environments and we've chatted about that before we're still right now in the -the under-the-surface space of the root systems of a tree and Andrew last week spoke into core beliefs and what it's like to develop core beliefs, almost like a taproot of the tree, these really deep core beliefs of who we are, who Jesus is, who you are, what is your purpose in life, what is the purpose of life. And today we want to look at another kind of under the surface area um, of truth an engagement with truth. And really this whole under the ground area, we would explore as a space where we are grounded in Jesus, like in the person of Jesus, this kind of grounding. But it's an interesting question when we think about what is truth. It's a massive question. And I would actually say it's essential for you and I to understand the answer to this question, what is truth? People have been asking this question um, (laughs) forever um, since man was created, probably, and for generations upon generations. But I can't help but think that right now in our current generations, it's probably more important than ever because there's this kind of concept in our culture that truth is fluid, that it can change, that it's different. It's up to the person. You know what personally I believe that leads to massive confusion instability and ultimately destruction and so it's a massive issue but it goes to this kind of question what is truth you know if we go right back to when Jesus walked this earth he he was fully god and fully man And actually in the stories that we hear in the the Bible, especially in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, for people that hung out with Jesus, we see that even in the life of Jesus, he was here for 33 years and towards the end he was arrested. He was arrested by Jewish leaders really or taken before the the, um, Roman governor, Pilate, um, and they arrested him. And actually the Jewish leaders wanted him killed. So full on, they tried every accusation they could to bring against Jesus, to have him murdered, even blasphemy. And so what we find, though, there's an interesting account in the book of John. Now, John was one of the disciples of Jesus. He was with him for his three years of ministry. And there's this account of Jesus standing before Pilate. Now, what's interesting here, I just want you to put yourself in the shoes of Pilate because it sets up a very interesting conversation. Full on time, they've pretty much dragged and arrested Jesus, putting before this governor. And here's the conversation recorded by John in John 18. It says this So Pilate the governor it went out to them and asked, What is your charge against this man? So can you picture it? Jesus is before Pilate and he's asking, What's your charge against this man? We wouldn't have handed him over to you if if you weren't a criminal, they retorted. Then take him away and judge him by your own law, Pilate told them. And only the Romans are permitted to execute someone, the Jewish leaders replied. And this fulfilled Jesus' prediction about the way he would die. Then Pilate went back to his headquarters and he called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. And Jesus replied, is this your own question or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? And Jesus answered, imagine this, him answering this question. My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. So Pilate said, so you are a king. And Jesus responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. What is truth, Pilate asked. So here is this interesting conversation, full on, where Jesus being accuse, accused and ultimately crucified, and he's brought before Pilate, and even Pilate in this scenario asks this question, what is truth? If I was to ask you right now, What is truth? How would you answer that? It's a full on question. And I think we're asking this whether um, physically, verbally or subconsciously. What is truth? Like if you are with people now, can I encourage you to maybe ask each other, if you're by yourself, think about it. What is truth? How would you answer that? If you're with some people, what is truth? I'd encourage you to ask that question now. I actually want to give you a minute. Have a conversation. What is truth? What is truth? Well, what did you come up with? What is truth? How would you answer that? What were some of the answers that come out? You know, there's probably lots of answers when we start to think about it. What is truth? But I reckon too often we think of truth in potentially quite a shallow way. And we can think about truth as being black and white. Something's either right or wrong. It's true or false. It's either true or a lie or You know, what? like I said before, in our current generations, I think there's this concept where we can make up our own truth, where if it's true for you, we respect that. If it's true for you, we respect that. I think that's actually very dangerous, actually. Um, Neither of those even concepts are, are completely correct at all. And you know what? When we actually go really deep and understand and engage with the reality of that question, what is truth? I can't get past the answer to that question being this. What is truth? Truth is a person. Truth is actually a relationship with a person, the person of Jesus, who is fully God and fully man. Truth is a person. And when you have this deep revelation that truth is a person, my goodness, that seems mind-blowing. It means that there is an absolute truth it's in a person who's been revealed to us in flesh God in the flesh in Jesus and we get to have a relationship with this person of Jesus incredible like Pilate asked this question what is truth and he did not understand that the person standing in front of him was truth truth Himself. My goodness, you know, I believe it's the same today that there's many people all around you, all around me. Maybe maybe you personally, you know, you don't realize that that truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. And he's right in front of us in a way. He's right with us. And we can turn to him and revelation of revelation about him. That's extremely personal. Jesus was a person and he came into this world to testify about the truth and he's still revealed to us today what a blessing through scripture through the Bible through his spirit all because Jesus rose from the dead and gave us his spirit to live with us so we have this concept of this question what is truth truth is a person It's a relationship with the person and that can be rock solid in your life. You've probably heard this verse many times before. It's a pretty popular verse. Um, It says this, Jesus told him, so he's talking to his disciples, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the father except through me. So here's this concept I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. You've probably heard that. But if I can actually even shorten that where Jesus says, I am the truth. It's this black and white revelation that Jesus is the truth. It's who he is, it's personal, and it's the answer to every aspect of life. It's actually found in Jesus because he is the truth. I am the truth, Jesus says. That is the answer you've been looking for, maybe. Jesus is the truth. I would like to actually say right out that Google is not your reference point. YouTube is not your how-to to do life because truth is in a person. Truth is in Jesus and he has been revealed to us. Praise God. You know, when I left school, I started in the, in the workforce and I started in an apprenticeship in electronics and communications. And I actually worked for the local government here for about 14 years before I stepped into a ministry placement Um, One of my responsibilities was this communication network and and our our team had the responsibility to actually make sure that that was working well. Now why that was significant, this communication network, is because it actually controlled all of the water supply for the whole city city, and all of the sewage system for the city, therefore we were on call 24 seven in case something was to go wrong. One of the tasks that we had was to make sure this communication network, all these radio equipment, would actually communicate well. Now, here's the deal. These these radios had a tendency to drift off frequency and therefore not communicate with one another. So what we needed to do was to take this very expensive test equipment Out to all these different places and connect them up to the individual radios and calibrate these radios to a true source you see why this equipment was so expensive it's actually been taken to a true source and calibrated and it stays true and you take it to other things that drift and you align it if this didn't happen these radios could drift off frequency stop communicating and the consequences were drastic Like if there wasn't communications, there was there was possible for either water shortage or overflow or even sewage discharge. That's pretty drastic consequences. You know what? If you and I as people are not calibrated to the truth, to a true source, not only will we not communicate well and have relationship well with God and others, there's drastic consequences that can be in place. I believe, because I've seen it in my life, as people, we have a tendency to drift. We have a tendency to drift towards maybe what our culture is actually setting up. We have a, we have a tendency to drift into ways that maybe are not aligned with God and His truth. And, and for me personally, whenever I've got some kind of practice or involved in a faith space, it's like it calibrates me and aligns me with truth. You see, what is truth? What is truth? Truth is a person. It's the person of Jesus, who is God. And as we engage with him, engage with the truth, we're aligned and we develop truth. And actually, that's what sets up our core beliefs within us. You probably know this verse, too. Um, It's another verse where, where it says, Jesus said to the people who believed him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And then the conversation goes but we are descendants of Abraham they said and we've um, and we've been haven't been slaves to anyone what do you mean um, you will be set free and Jesus replied I tell you the truth anyone who sins is a slave to sin a slave is not a permanent member of the family but a son is part of a family forever so if the son sets you free you are truly free I tell you what if we think that truth is this kind of black and white stuff, which it kind of is, but it's not the whole depth of it because truth is a person. But if we're living that it's just right or wrong or true or false and that's how we're living, we're going to feel that we are guilty or not guilty, whether it's right or wrong. It's almost like we're living in the law um, of, say, the Ten Commandments and we go, yeah, I've got it right, got it wrong, and we feel guilty, feel shame. That's a horrible way to live. That's just this sin management and we'll never get that sorted. That was a previous way of being made, made, being made right with God. We're in a new way. So if you think that truth is a person and you believe that and you understand that if this invitation, you know the truth and the truth will set you free. You are in the family of God as a permanent member forever. That's a beautiful promise that Jesus has made. We're living in that kind of space, a permanent member of the family of God. If you know the truth, Jesus, because he will set you free And we can live in that kind of space. If we're going to know the truth about who Jesus says he is and what he's done and who you you are in Jesus and the purpose that he has for you, it sets you free to live a, a completely different way. There's such freedom in that because truth is a person and we have a relationship with the person of Jesus. Praise God. This is what establishes your core beliefs in who you are, your worldview and what you think of Jesus. You probably know this, verse 2, Romans twelve two. it says this, And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Focus on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. You see, there's this invitation to know the truth, to know Jesus, and it will set you free. It will set up core beliefs. It will, it will change the way you think, which drops to a transformation deep in you. It's a beautiful way to live. What's more is that with this revelation through Scripture that Jesus is the truth, there's an invitation for you to know. And more than that, it's almost like you and I have this personal life coach with how to do life. We have the spirit of God that is given to us because Jesus rose from the dead, sent his spirit for believers so that we can know him and know the truth. And we know that because the Spirit of God will lead us in that. Check this out in John. I tell you what, if you're actually just stepping into this faith space, the book of John and his account of what it was like to be with Jesus. And here is a great place to start. Check this out in John 14. And there's a few, few different verses here. This is Jesus talking. He says, And I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. And he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. And then John 15, but I'll send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. You see how spirit is a person? It's the person of Jesus and the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify about me. So it's the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth. Or John 16, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. What a beautiful invitation that you and I have to step into relationship with, with Jesus. He is the truth. He gives you his spirit to guide you into all truth. You know, what? One of, the, one of the definitions of the Greek word for truth literally means to unhide. The truth is not hidden from you. It's not hidden from anybody. There's an invitation to step in. God's not hiding from you. Not at all. He wants to reveal himself to you and actually have you understand who he is, which is the truth. And it actually makes life make sense. Jesus is available to you. And just like Pilate, Jesus was right in front of him and he didn't recognize that Jesus was the truth. How about you? Can you kind of have this revelation that Jesus is the truth and maybe the truth you've been looking for? God wants you to engage with the truth. He wants you to engage with him and he gives you his Holy Spirit to guide you in that. Well, practically, how do we engage with the truth? How do we engage with Jesus? Now, I'd want to say and make it really clear that I believe scripture is the reference point. Almost like that calibration equipment. It's not Google. It's not YouTube. As we mentioned, they're the two biggest websites in the world. That's what people are going to. But Scripture is our reference point. You know, the Bible says a few things about Scripture. And one is that all Scripture is God breathed. So everything in the Bible. Check this out in 2 Timothy. Here's some verses about the Scripture. I'm just going to read them out. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, it corrects us. And when we are wrong, it teaches us to do what is right. Or John 1 says this, in the beginning, the the word already existed, talking about Jesus. Right from the beginning, the word was God, was with God and the word was God. And then in Matthew, Jesus talking again, he's actually talking to the enemy here. And he says, Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then Colossians three sixteen, let the word of the anointed one richly inhabit your lives with all wisdom, teach counsel and instruct one another. You see, there's this reference point of scripture. Truth is a person. Jesus is revealed in the scriptures for you and me to understand. And it's actually his word that is truth that forms us. I will say, though, that the Bible won't transform you. The person of Jesus will. And there's a difference there. Your engagement with the Bible actually leads you to Jesus, actually leads you to the truth, which is Jesus. John 5 talks about this. It says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. The whole purpose of the scriptures is to point people to Jesus, which is the truth. You know, there's some, some freedom there because it's not about getting through the Bible in a year or actually making sure that you read it every day. It's not about that because if, you, if you're in that, if you miss a day, you'll feel bad about that. Or if you feel good about it, you can maybe feel even prideful if you're actually in the Bible all the time. It's not about that. It's about a personal engagement with Jesus. It's not about knowing scripture intellectually to a point where where you feel resourced and you almost use it like a weapon to prove the arguments that you think are actually theological things in the Bible. It's not that. The whole reason we have the scriptures is that we're introduced to Jesus, we're led to Jesus, and through his spirit guiding us, we're transformed to be more and more like him and represent him in this world. You know, you search the scriptures because that you, th- you think the scriptures give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. All scripture points to Jesus, even the Old Testament. You know, the Old Testament is actually anticipates Jesus. The Old Testament points to Jesus and the New Testament introduces him to us. You know, it's interesting, even that concept of testament, when we think of the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. And it's a a funny word, really. And in fact, covenant's probably a very good word, the old covenant and the new covenant. And then if you break that down even more, it's potentially the old promise and the new promise. Like there's this promise, this old promise of how you could be made right with God and Jesus fulfilled it. He accomplished it and made a new promise for you and for me. Amazing. Two covenants, two promises, really. One between God and ancient Israel and one for anybody now who wants to participate and engage with Jesus. Praise God. You know, if you give a Bible, one like this, maybe to to someone who's checking out faith and you actually want to buy them a Bible and you give them a Bible, if you don't give them any kind of brief context around that, how are they going to read this? I bet you they're going to read it like a book and they'll start right at the front and they'll go through Genesis and that's a pretty good read. Lots of great story in Genesis. You get a little bit further in the book if I'm reading it like a book and most probably people will get lost or confused and and check out. Where if we can actually kind of give a little bit of a context to say, you know, there's a big story in there, but there's a new promise and in the New Testament where we can be made right with God. In fact, a great place for you to be start would be in the book of John, because he was a guy that hung out with Jesus. You can actually read John, a new believer, a new person. If you may be watching this for the first time, you check out the book of John in the Bible. You will actually meet Jesus. You'll experience him and potentially have a revelation that he is God and wants to be in your life. Powerful life change in the scripture. Jesus fulfilled the old promise once for all time. We live in this new promise, this new covenant, this new testament of being made right with God. All thanks to Jesus, his death, his resurrection. And now you and I are permanent members of God's family. Praise God. So how do you engage with scripture as a reference point? I mean, some of the great tools that I use, we've got so many resources around us now. Bible Gateway is a great um, tool on the net. Bible Hub's a great tool. The YouVersion app on your phone is a great tool. Even a printed Bible is a great thing to have. You know what I've noticed years ago when I was playing lots of guitar? If I bought a new guitar, I played more. Can I encourage you to if you're actually feeling like I oh, just want some fresh engagement, just buy a new Bible. Go into a go into a, a Christian bookshop somewhere um, or grab one online and just buy a new Bible. It would change it. We've a we have a great Christian bookshop on the coast called Cornerstone. And I'll go in there sometimes and I'll go in there several times. i go, Darren, what's a great Bible I can grab at the moment? I just want something fresh. And I remember once I walked in and got this little thing here. It's the Message, Paraphrase, New Testament. Loved it. And I just devoured that in devotional time for probably over a year. Loved it. Another time, Darren, what's another Bible? So Kev, this is a great one. It's called the the Transformation Study Bible. It's got some great notes in it. So I grabbed that. Whatever you need to do, we've got a plethora of resources around us. Grab one in a fresh way, read it, understand it. Um, I'd even encourage you to grab even some New Testaments. Maybe not like this. There's some really kind of affordable ones around. Have them on you. Carry them on you. Be ready to give them to people, to new people. If we want to be disciples making new disciples, we need to be ready just to resource people with some really good stuff. And the reference point of truth is Scripture. You know, I've noticed, though, the more we've gone digitally in all different ways, I think we need new strategies to engage. I don't know about you, but it changed for me with photos. You know, we used to take photos with cameras, get them printed, put them in photo albums and have them out and look at them all the time. I hardly ever look at photos now. Got probably more photos than I've ever had, but I never look at them. Like most of our Bibles have gone online. And I don't know, maybe we're just not engaging as much as what we could. I want to ask you in a fresh way, how are you engaging with truth with Jesus through his word as a reference point? And I want to ask you, do you have an intentional practice where you engage with truth so the spirit of truth guides you into all truth? What's your intentional practice to engage with the word of God? Now, God's spirit is with you. As a believer of Jesus is with you, praise God. And God will use many situations to speak with you. Scripture, I believe, is absolutely the main way. It's a reference point and everything needs to be backed up through this. But he can use many situations to talk with you because he's a spirit of truth and he will guide you into all truth. The amount of times God uses creation, for example, to lead you into truth or to grab your attention or to speak something into your life. Powerful. In the book of Romans, it talks about this. It says they know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. God's creation speaks powerfully. Like one of the things I love to do is to go on a prayer walk and I do it here um, locally around this beautiful lake and there's this path and there's nature, and wildlife and stillness in the water. And it's amazing how often God uses um, those kind of scenarios to really speak to you because the spirit of truth is with you. It's all backed up by his word, but you don't even need to be reading Word like this for God to speak into your life. God will use other people to do that. There's a a real um, revelation about stuff. Um, Truthful music, music of truth. Christian music is a great way. Journaling, even retreats. You've heard us talk about retreats. A great way to stop a busy life and just engage with truth. Engage with Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, to guide you into all truth so that your core beliefs are established. You know, it doesn't stop there because we could stop it there and that'd be lovely and we'd be well formed. But you know what? You and I are blessed with the truth. We're blessed with a relationship with Jesus that is open to us. It's open for an invitation to anybody. We have a counselor like a life coach to guide us into all truth. But we're also commissioned to represent the truth. You and I have a commission on us as believers to represent the truth, to represent Jesus, his ways, all truth, the best way we can. You know, you check this out in John 17. It talks about this. Notice there's a lot from John. Like seriously, to engage in John in a fresh way, I think would be such a great thing to do if you're looking for a way to engage with Scripture. John 17 says this. Your word is truth. Pretty black and white. Your word is truth. So make them holy by the truth. This is Jesus talking. I I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. And now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice so that they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. God's word is truth and we're shaped by it, we're aligned by it, but we're also called and commissioned to represent truth. That same passage in the voice translation says, immerse them in your truth. This is Jesus talking, immerse them in your truth, the truth your voice speaks. In the same way you sent me into this world, I am sending them. If we want to be serious, about disciples who make new disciples, who make new disciples ongoing for generations. We need to understand not only what is truth, that truth is a person, it's the person of Jesus who is God. And we're called to know the truth and knowing the truth sets us free. But we're also called to represent truth in this world, in all, for all the people around you and to lead people, to live truth, to lead people into the truth. If we do that, we are going to see disciples who make new disciples who make new disciples, especially when we can understand that Jesus is the truth. And we actually have an understanding about who Jesus is and what he said he's done and who we are in him and the purpose he has for us. You know, to conclude, the vision of our church, you might know it is, is healthy growing and full of love and it comes from Ephesians 4 and I'm just going to read a little bit of that before we finish because it talks about this concept you see as we engage with a community of people and we engage with the truth it says in Ephesians 4 then we will no longer be like the immature like children We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing and full of love. That's our vision. That's what we want to see. Healthy, healthy in the way, because we know the truth. We're actually aligned with truth. We have core beliefs established in the truth. We have this rock solid rock upon which we stand. We're not blown every kind of way with what our culture is doing. We're actually growing in maturity. And not only that, we're growing in number, seeing more and more people have a faith in Jesus and being baptized and love is our motive. Oh, that's what I want to see absolutely want to see that believe we are seeing that and want to see more of that in my life in the life of people in coast community and anybody that wants to step in including you so my hope today i want to encourage you no matter what your walk to date to be a person that is grounded in jesus because he is the truth And to allow that taproot of truth just to go deep, to know the truth, know you've been set set free and calibrate your life according to the truth. That's the good news. There is a truth. We don't need to make it up. We don't need to find it from other people. You find it in Jesus and it's revealed in his word. Praise God. So today, I can't help but think there might be a couple of responses and it's completely up to you what you do with this. But one is this there's an invitation for you to step into a relationship with Jesus. Maybe that's one of the first times you've understood that Jesus wants you in relationship, that there's an invitation for you and that Jesus himself is the truth. Today could be the day that you choose to go, Jesus, I do believe that and I invite you into my life. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You're a permanent member in the family of God. Praise God. So that could be, that's certainly an invitation for you. Number two would be, how do you really engage with Jesus well through his Word, so that you know the truth and the truth sets you free? To personally engage with Jesus. Maybe you need to freshen that up. Maybe it's dry. Maybe you need to actually, in all kinds of ways, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth so that you grow into maturity. I mean, that's what I want to The main way I believe God speaks to me is engaging with his living word. Praise God. Or maybe... Today, you're feeling a conviction in your spirit that you want to intentionally represent truth to the people around you because that's the commission we have for us. That's the call we have for us. And we don't need to feel pressure about that. It's just authentic living. If we're actually engaging with truth and allowing that to establish our core beliefs, let's just represent him well by the way we live, inviting people into that space, having simple conversations, maybe giving someone a New Testament, inviting them to church online, whatever. But you can represent truth well because God's spirit will help you do that because that's his purpose in this world. And so let me pray about that. Father, I thank you today that we can meet together like this in all kinds of different ways in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that your spirit is alive and active in our lives. Lord, I pray today for anybody that had a revelation, Jesus, that you were God. I thank you for that, God, and I rejoice with all of heaven of people that have stepped into relationship with you. Jesus, thank you that we can see the answer to that question. What is truth and understand that truth is a person. It's a relationship with you, Jesus, as God praise you lord lord help us to engage personally with you may your truth shape us deeply for the rest of our lives and establish core beliefs and lord i pray that you would help us with your strength just to authentically represent you well to represent truth well to testify to the truth by the way that we live god we commit that to you i pray you do a deep work in every one of us and may that produce such fruit for your kingdom, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.